Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore. My name is Justin. My name is Brandon. Welcome to the show. Hello. Huh. Hi. Welcome back. Good yeah. to see you. It's, it's good been to see you too. an hour or two it since is. I've seen you. But not so much this week because I was on vacation last week. You oh, were off, off Monday. You were off. Well, it was, it was quite an absence. Yeah. Away from each other. I missed you too. I know. That's what I heard. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but I just heard he missed me. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> we're friends. Mm. Uh, this week, as you can tell by me saying the first things and these things here, was my week, and I picked. The stellar movie, Identity. I love this movie. I know you don't care that much, but we'll get well, into it later. <laughs> I That's that's a kind of a strong way to put it. Like, Fair enough. It's a good movie. Watching it last night, I don't know if I was just in a different mindset. Like, my daughter it was, was... one of your other personalities. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, my daughter was... Uh, Watching different Disney movies in her room. That kind of clashes with identity. It does, but like when, you know, classic movies, like they're, they're only like an hour 15 and mm-hmm. shit like that. Or she's like, Dad, I want to watch this. Or, you know, she's three years old. She changes her fucking mind. Halfway through opening credits. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and she's like, Dad, I want to watch Wonder Woman. Or, you know, I want Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I kept getting pulled in and out of the movie. Um, I definitely do remember it. A little more fondly than I got last night, so I was like, "Eh," kind of got bored. And then, <laughs> as we get into it, it it just it, it goes like, it just cuts, and then boom, full reveal. And it's like there's not much. I don't remember. See, that. and I I watched the extended cut because I, I own it on DVD, so I don't know what all was in there, and we'll probably get to some of that when I reveal some notes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm curious. I've I've always liked the pacing. I mean, I get that there is a point where it shifts. Yeah, but it's the essential shift you need to understand what's going on. Right, but it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like it was just like all of a sudden, boom. And that may not be a bad thing to you or most. Like it just it it kind of threw me off because it's like, excuse me. Like I remembered it differently. Hmm. Like as we'll talk about later. I totally forgot the killer twist or I, I knew there was one yeah. and I assumed it wrong. I remembered it wrong. And then when we got to the end, I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Well, that sounds like a win to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not like I'll never watch this movie again. If it was on that threshold of $4 to rent it because, because it didn't, 
want to work in my my buddy's uh, movie server that I was trying to watch it on. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it was $13 to buy it. And I'm like, if it would have been $10, I might have bought it. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck it. We'll rent it. And then I'll buy it chapter two instead. So yeah. Fair def- compromise. Definitely a win. <laughs> <clears throat> it, 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 it wasn't like Repo or some of those others that I've had to rent where I'm like, I should have just fucking bought it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's where I'm at with it. Fair enough. Yeah. Take us away. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, here's a little synopsis. Uh, stranded at a desolate Nevada motel during a nasty rainstorm, ten strangers become acquainted with each other when they realize that they're being killed off one by one. And what a rainstorm it was, man. Like, oh, shit. You know, it's like the one time of year that it rains in Nevada. It's every drop that they can muster. Right. And I'm like, you know, because I love the rain myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just a good downpour would be awesome. Just... Flood those roads. Yeah, well, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just open up the window, just that cool, mm-hmm. rainy weather, like, just oh, let it in. I love a good rain. Right. But, you know, there's also subtext and things that you could draw from that, given... I, I feel like this is one of those movies, especially if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. that you want to watch a second time, because when you know what's going on, for real, mm-hmm. you catch everything the second go-around. This well, was... Hmm? Well, yeah, I was going to say that's true for most... Like, that was the same thing. I finally watched Midsummer. Yeah. And then... Which well, we'll do at some point. I can't wait to d- talk about this one. Yeah. I almost thought about doing it for my next one, which I'm not. Yeah. But... We could. We could, but I'm not. <laughs> but no, like, before we get back on topic with it, but like mm-hmm. with that movie, when I got done with it, I started watching a bunch of different YouTube videos about... You know, hidden meanings, like, what was this? What was that? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that you had no idea was even a part of it until you start watching, like, the breakdowns of, like, the room, the placement of runes and, like, hmm. different, like, sub, like, flowerings. Like, so, yeah, I'll talk to you about this later because I don't yeah. want to just, in, I'll save it for the episode when we do it but yeah Mm. there was a lot of things that might have made you think that there was a more sinister even more than already was right like almost like setting things in motion way before it even started kind of thing and i'll tell you about later but yeah well i'll let you pick it then because you seem to know a hell of a lot more than me i only watched it once i only watched it once too but i I didn't do any research after the fact no i I just watching it because i'm like what did like the ending i wanted (laughs) i was like you're gonna end it like that huh (laughs) <laughs> uh, directed by James Mangold Screenplay by Michael Cooney Based on And Then There Were None By Agatha Christie It stars John Cusack Really? Yeah really. I'd know nothing about this movie So being an Agatha Christie book's kind of cool Yeah uh, Starring John Cusack Ray Liotta Amanda Peet Alfred Molina Clea Duvall Rebecca De Mornay And John C. McGinley That's a hell awesome. of a cast It really is And there's more people I just didn't put their names down. Yeah, Jake the fucking Busey. Yeah. Busey Jr. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy that plays uh, Malcolm, I don't remember his name. He might have been one of the names. That, no, he wasn't it, one of the names I said. But he's he's <clears throat> been in a ton of stuff, too. Yeah, he's in... Um, I can pull it up right here because it was... Um, I was looking at different things about it last night. Yeah, John Hawks, who played Larry, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the motel guy. He... 
most notable for me was Kenny Powers' brother <laughs> in the TV show. Hmm. Um, his name is Pruitt Taylor Vince, is the name of Malcolm hmm. Rivers. But yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. Um, and James Mangold, who went on to do Logan. Oh. See, and that's the cool thing is like, you know, you know, you know more. I'm more of a surface level guy. Like I, with everything, like sure. I'll tell you all sorts of stuff about that. But then like you get deep into like, oh, this person went off and directed Logan, the Wolverine, Walk the Line, the new movie Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. That looks good. I'm curious about it. Night and Day, 310 to Yuma. Hmm. I like 310 to Yuma. I've never seen it. It's pretty good. What about fucking Kate and Leopold, dude? He has a thing with uh, Jackman. <laughs> and Bale. And Ray Liotta. He did Copland. Hmm. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Please As do. As you dive deeper into James Mangold's <laughs> IMDb. Uh, release date of April 25th, 2003. <laughs> so this thing is almost 20 years. Or not 20. 16, yeah, 17 years mouth. old. Because <laughs> this movie came out when I was 20, you dick. <laughs> It's like a million years old. Yeah. Like an old ass. Uh, budget of $28 million, Box office of $90.2 million, So not too shabby, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, three oh. times the budget. <clears throat> I was going to say, it made money. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, while the plot is not a direct adaptation of uh, Agatha Christie's 1939 Who Whodunit, and then there were none, which was adapted for feature films in several years, 45, 65, 74, 87, and 89. Holy shit. What? There's a lot of them. <laughs> what, adaptations? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the story draws from the structure of the novel. Ten strangers arrive at an isolated hotel, become temporarily caught up, cut off from the rest of the world, and are mysteriously killed off one by one. Uh, several events take place which take place in the in the hours before the characters arri- arrival are introduced at key moments in the film using reverse chronological structure which is a bitch taking notes because <laughs> in the beginning there's so much information mm-hmm. and it's like I want to get all this stuff but like I'm running out of space like you keep doing all this stuff it's fucking nuts but that's one of the things I like about it mm-hmm. is that it's not just a straightforward like when McGinley rushes into the motel with his bleeding wife and said, we had right. an accident. There's right. been an accident. You go, oh, holy shit. Like, what's going on? And yeah. then we freeze and go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the interconnectivity of all the stuff that was going on, like what, how one person, how all, when they all show up, how they, each of them is connected, mm-hmm. at, you know, before they even get to the hotel. Just by happenstance. Yeah, is insane. Uh, All filming was undertaken in the U.S. Some took place in Lancaster, California, and other places in Los Angeles County, while the majority was shot on a soundstage at Sony Pictures Studios in Culver City. Hmm. That is everything from the production. Wow. No shit. That's a nice 10-minute breeze through. (laughs) Holy shit. I know. I looked at the Wikipedia and I went, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe my 45-minute slog through Candyman last week, (laughs) or last two weeks ago. Like, huh. (laughs) But there's a lot to dive into when we get to the actual movie. All right. So, I took a lot of notes as I sent to you. Yeah, you did. Uh, But some fun facts before we get into that. I did find a couple. Cool. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. 
uh, Angelo, oh my god, Badalamenti, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was originally signed to score the film, but his music was replaced with a new score by Alan Silvestri. Okay. Uh, Silvestri had previously replaced him in 1991's Shattered. So he's, uh, and he also did a lot of the Marvel stuff. Oh, I was going to say, well, that's why you know him. Well, yeah, but the fact that he replaced him on this movie and had previously replaced him in Shattered. Oh, shit. He's like, hey, you're doing this movie? Guess what? Not (laughs) anymore. Now it's me, (laughs) Dick. The film was nominated for Best Action Adventure or Thriller Film and Best DVD Special Edition Release at the 30th Annual Saturn Awards, but lost to Kill Bill Volume 1 and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Of course. <laughs> so, Makes sense. That's some pretty some, stiff competition. I was going to say, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of competition there. Yeah. There's no way anything could have beaten those, except for maybe themselves. <laughs> right. Uh, last thing before we get into the thing is that the majority of the movie was shot on an enormous soundstage at Sony Studios in Culver City, mm-hmm. which was the same studio that once housed the set for the Emerald City in The Wizard of Oz from 1939. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that a fun fact? That is a f- very fun fact. Mm-hmm. Glad you had some fun. I'm going to have a victory sip. <laughs> you do, squirt. <laughs> nice <laughs> audible sip as well. <laughs> I want to make sure you hear it. Hold- <laughs> <laughs> and it's diet squirt. Mm. You know what I can't find? Diet ruby red squirt. I don't think it exists. Sorry, Grandpa Jones. <laughs> I started thinking about it. I was like, is that like asking for Diet Code Red Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> like... No, but see, the thing is, I love Ruby Red Squirt, but I don't love the fucking 71 grams of sugar in it. Right. That's my thing. I'm trying to cut down on me sugar. Right. So I watched the extended cut. You did not. And so we're going to get into these notes. You know, I was kind of thinking about too just now. I was like, it's really funny that I'm kind of... Giving you some shit about your diet squirt mm-hmm. as I'm drinking, drinking diet, diet soda. <laughs> the lightest of the sodas, you need a little bit lighter. <laughs> what Fuck most off. people drink when they have a tummy ache. It's a little too strong for you. How do you know I don't got the bubble guts, dude? I assume you do. Yeah, <laughs> you know me so well. Was oh, that a, a Jack Skellington snowman? Yeah. Sweet. Got There's, it for my birthday. That was a happy, birth- happy belated birthday, too. Thank you. And for the people that might care. Nope. No. Fair enough. So, no, I swear to God, every time I look over there, it's almost like I see something new every time. Yeah, you do, because there is. Like, I'd, Well, it also helps that it was just my birthday, so there actually are new things How in there. long have you had the big uh, Family Guys? Oh, that's been there a long time. God, I did not see that. Then the new... I think after we record, you should just look at my shelves, because... <laughs> You're like, people don't care about what's on my shelves right now. Well, they might. Mm. But you're never going to see it so tough. You know what? I remember when you used to talk about that on your last podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to know what's in that fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. Isn't yeah. it exciting? Yeah. Let's go on with the show. Yeah, please do. Uh, One of my favorite parts about this is a recurring kind of rhyme. Not, no, it's not really a rhyme, but it's like a, a thing that Malcolm says. And it says, I was going up the stairs. I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. They say it like two, three, four times in the movie. Hmm. Okay. And it's it's an interesting when you start to kind of peel back and think about the meaning of that, especially associated with his multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. Like he's seeing someone who isn't there and it's all in his head. 
Right. So he wishes they'd go away because then he'd be sane and not seeing people that aren't there. Nice breakdown. Thank you. Dr. Phil. And how is that working out for you? (laughs) 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 I can't wait to go home because I know my wife will be watching Dr. Phil when I get there. (laughs) Good. Hmm. Uh, so we start off with Malcolm Rivers being interviewed by Alfred Molina, mm-hmm. Doc Ock himself. Yeah. <laughs> I love Molina. He's just awesome in everything. Even Indiana Jones when he's in there for like 10 seconds. He's a good actor. Yeah. You don't see him in a lot, you know, like maybe not as many things as he should. Yeah. Kind of underutilized. I don't know if that's by his choice or just... It's hard to say. I mean, he, he does a lot of independent stuff and smaller things, but then he'll do Spider-Man 2. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Which he was great. I love him as Doc Ock, but... Right. You know, be on Friends, you know? Be in a, be in a sitcom. Don't do that. Don't be on a sitcom. <laughs> but, you know, when you're looking... As it opens, it's already giving you clues as to what's really going on, I think, because the entire thing of Malcolm's trial is that he killed six people at an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And then our story picks up with the rest of the cast at this motel. And so there's already sort of this disconnect of like, okay, so what does this have to do with what's wh- going on? What's going on? Yeah. Like, did he escape? And this is a murder that he did that we don't know about. Is this his origin story? Because mm-hmm. there was talk of him, I think, being left as a kid in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, there was. So it's like, okay, is he? And they Timothy? show like a newspaper. They show him, like, yeah, they show a newspaper clipping of, you know, a little of a small child. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exactly look like Timmy, but right, Timmy, little Latima. <laughs> Uh, so then we get to the motel and we have, what's his face? The hotel manager, Larry. He's pounding Soko and watching Wheel of Fortune. That's one of the notes I took. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I put the vow, buy a vowel drinking game. <laughs> buy a vowel. He got very enthusiastic about it. He's all, give me a fucking eye. <laughs> or whatever. Buy a vowel, you idiot. Mm-hmm. Buy a vowel. Yes. <laughs> like he had fucking money on it. <laughs> I know. It's like he's betting with his friends that he doesn't have that they'll solve the puzzle. Yeah. You better fucking get it. And then we switch over to Amanda Pete hooking on some guy's birthday. Oh, happy with... birthday to me. No kidding. Except we have to see this fat dude with whipped cream on his tummy. Hey. Like a... <laughs> you say that like it'd be a bad thing. Not if it was happening to me, but I don't want to see it happening to someone else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like... No. No. Yeah, I, I don't even want to see whipped cream on my belly, dude. <laughs> that seems like a bitch to clean off. Hey, well, you remember when they did the pie wars at work? Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> That's right. That's good times. I should have thrown a pie at your face when I had the chance. You know what really pissed me off, too, is they weren't even pies. They were fucking whip just pie. whipped cream and, and tins. You would um, rather a blueberry lodge up your nose? I would rather have fucking pie shoved in my face so I can eat it. You can eat whipped cream. What I and that the the interconnectivity is already starting because after we get done with Amanda Pete and the the birthday candle, she's in her car with the top down, which is stupid in general. But then because she has it, this suitcase there that she's carrying all her luggage inside the car instead of like in a trunk and right, somewhere but what's secure. Wrong with convertibles? The thing I'm saying right now, where she has her luggage out there, 
and well, yeah, she's trying secure. to find her. She's trying to find her lighter, though. That's why she's digging. Th- she's that's what it was. It was yeah. A she was yeah because they show when she's done and she's like folding up the Zippo and putting it into her bag. She then remembers that's where her lighter's at, and then she starts reaching in the back to dig oh. for the lighter, and then it flies open. And... See, you catch things I didn't. That's why <laughs> we're here. That's why I was paying attention to that part. <laughs> I'm like, what's up, Amanda Pete? But then it, uh, yeah, and then like clothes to kind of start to fly out and then mm-hmm. the shoe right the infamous out. shoe yeah the infamous shoe that starts it all yeah this really is, it's all amanda pete's fault uh, yeah no wonder known. everyone's so fucking mean to her in this movie <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a whore <laughs> like really <laughs> you don't need to say that to people yeah, well and then later repeatedly, on man. later on they show and i kind of wish they'd kind of gotten into it a little bit more because mm-hmm. they go into his trailer right and he has all these pornos with, like, stuff written on them, like horror and stuff written on the, the pictures of the women. Hmm. And I was like, well, he's definitely got some issues. But I would imagine, I guess that would be part of Malcolm's psyche for his disdain for his mom. It could, yeah. So, I mean. Like, Larry is his deep-seated hatred for his mother. Potentially. Well, and that's another thing to like to watch this twice is that when you realize, spoilers, that all of these people that we're meeting are different aspects of Malcolm's dual identities. Yeah, he's kind of kind of like split. Yeah. How I mean. Yeah, this is dissociative a proto perso- slip. dissociate dissociative split. personality disorder, whatever the hell it is, where mm-hmm. there's like multiple people inside of one person kind yeah. of thing yeah you you do find out you don't find out right away but you know that's and it makes it when you do find that out it actually makes it make all the more sense that the actual killer is who it is right because like oh well that's when it would have all started i don't know why i'm trying to hide the spoilers because we're just talking about the movie yeah but... and the fact that it's been out for Fucking 16, 16 years. 17 years almost. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, I mean, this could potentially persuade you to watch it. Because I, I guess that's a thing. Some people have messaged us saying that, like, oh, you know, I'm going to watch this movie now because, you know, okay. it sounded uh, like I had no idea what this movie was. And then after listening to you guys talk about it, like, I'm like, I want to go watch it. Hmm. So well, I hope this does because I've always loved this movie. It's not I mean, a bad movie, and I know that it sounded like I was kind of a little more hesitant about it. Sure, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yes. I think it was, was the vibe of the evening for you. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, I was drawn in initially because of the cast. I mean, I've Cusack's a big name. I've always loved Molina. Oh and yeah, Amanda Peet is fantastic. I've liked her since uh, Whole Nine Yards. Right. Those are. I haven't seen those movies in forever 10's okay but 9 is like fantastic yeah. I love that movie so much um boop 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 so then we get excuse me back oh this is when uh I put Dr. Cox cause John C. McGinley's Dr. Cox and right. Scrubs yeah, yeah makes him. sense He's so... that was another one when I saw him in the trailer I was like oh yeah and it's so oops sorry stupid ring <laughs> That's one. <laughs> <laughs> That's um so out of his norm his like typecast role. Like you don't see him ever playing like the like the super I don't want to say like cliché nerdy type character cuz like in this movie he's like 
<clears throat> I don't know how to explain it because he's like he's very particular. He mm-hmm. like every time something happens, he's sitting there like quoting like a rule book about it. Like yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute with the car accident. He's all like, oh, or, you know, motor vehicle, blah blah blah, at fault, this that. And I'm like, oh, you're quoting fucking paragraph three section c <laughs> the driver's handbook <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah and even when they hit the shoe because then that's essentially where we are um so dr cox hit runs over the shoe and he's with his wife and her kid we find out later that he's the stepfather of timmy timora Timora. we're gonna turbo People are going to be like, all right, we are now 23 episodes, minutes into the episode. Click. <laughs> I get it. It's a good movie. I'll watch it on my own. Fuck off. Bye. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> For next episode, whatever that may be. Right. Um. Yeah. So even when he runs over the shoe and he kind of freaks out for a second, but he's quoting the procedures for what to do when you get a flat tire on the road. Right. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then he's trying to fix it. The rain has begun and pouring down. It took him a long time to change that tire. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Lock it up, buddy. Uh, and in the meantime, the wife has gotten out of the car. Mm -hmm. I don't remember why. Because he's taken so long, probably. Probably. And so the wife sees her son in the back seat who has his hand up and is like waving at her. And she puts her hand on the window, then he takes his hand away, and as she backs up, you get the boom of her getting hit by the car. Right. Which is freaking brutal. Well, yeah, because like you see later, she's like got a gouge in her neck and all that, like, what? Well, I mean, if you went ass over tea kettle over a very fast moving limo. No, I. (laughs) it wasn't a limo, it was a Lincoln Town car. And... Sorry? I said fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like... <clears throat> I mean, the Joker got hit in the same way in the movie The Joker. <laughs> but he got hit by an older car that was a little more metal and a little more square. <laughs> and he got up and ran away. I know context of the movie, whatever. And but... speed of the vehicle. I feel like the town car... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was going much faster than the taxi that hit the Joker. Fair enough. So speed relative to, you know. Speed kills, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it does. She was right the whole time, see? You mock her. She was right. It killed, what's her face, Alice. Okay. Um. Boop, boop, boop. So... Then we go into Cusack's life as the town car driver. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> For this kind of biatchy actress who can't get her own charger out of her own bag. Like, why don't you just take the bag and say, here. God, nobody's paying attention. <laughs> We're like, what, 20, 10 minutes into the movie? And we've already had, this will be the second accident? Uh, yeah, you had Amanda Pete not paying attention, digging for a lighter. Then mm-hmm. you had McGinley running over the shoe, right, causing that. And then which you... wouldn't you see a bunch? I know it was. No, I don't think you would have saw that shoe. No, I don't. I, I don't think I would have. Not 
I guess, again, <clears throat> the speeds they were going, it would have been like, hey, <laughs> Okay, I get it. <laughs> hey, a fucking shoe. And then you already run over the shoe. Right, but like, yeah, just there's so many bad drivers in this movie mm-hmm. wrecking into everything. Well, and Cusack's not even kind of paying attention. Like he's No, his the... eyes were off the road for like a solid like 17 seconds. Yeah, I should have counted. It's not a thing you do, especially in pouring ass rain. I get that it's like middle of nowhere in Nevada, but mm-hmm. still... Aren't there animals and coyotes and shit that could be running across the road? Potentially, yeah. But instead, you got Alice. <laughs> right up over your windshield. Oh, yeah. She fucking... No, that, that would suck so bad. Yeah. And then we f- we find out later that Cusack used to be a cop, but he rushes out at the, you know dismay of the actress who wanted him to just drive off and say fuck those people yeah she's like just go ahead and get on out of here like mm, really maybe that's how they do it in hollywood but here in nevada we take right. care of our roadkill right well i mean think about <clears throat> oh my god i totally forgot so like was john cusack really a cop though or is that just something that he was saying because i mean like everybody has this shady vibe i feel like cusack is the one and maybe amanda pete are the only real noble characters that weren't being shifty do you think are you sure though well i mean obviously none of it's real because it's all made up right but story but i think i think the the whole he was a cop and then the suicide he you know more or less caused yeah you know, I, I think all of that in the context of this fake character was true. Yeah. I can give you that. Thank you. I'd say you're welcome, but I'd be lying. You're welcome. You watching Moana? No, please, no. <laughs> I've seen that movie more times than I've seen Halloween. <laughs> and that's saying something. Yeah. So Cusack immediately takes charge, and I love... When he's trying to get the cell phone, he, you know, kind of forgets the whole looking for a charger thing because the phone is dead. But oh. you get, you know, the actress is like, fuck, no, you can't have my phone. No <laughs> one wants to give anyone their phone in this damn movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's been an accident. Give me your goddamn phone. Well, yeah. And even with Ray Liotta later when he's like, hey, can I, do you mind if I use your radio? He's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <Fuck Dumb. her. laughs> yeah. I mean, you find out why later, but yeah, still. But no one wants John Cusack to use their uh, talking devices in this movie. Exactly, and it's like, really? But I love that he just whips out the tire iron that uh, McGinley was using for the tire mm-hmm. and just smashes the window and says, give me your fucking phone. Like, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> screwing around here, fellow. Like, let's just get this and give me your goddamn phone. Right. Uh, so then we get our first rivals at the hotel. Um, we see a repeat of McGinley popping in with his wife and then Cusack and everyone else follows. Oh, yeah, Cusack's carrying her in. Well, McGinley carries her in. Oh, because the... remember that's how we first kind of get introduced. Is right. That's my bad. Yeah, I know. It's fine. We're gonna move on. I hope so. Yeah. Um. So Cusack leaves to go for an ambulance, uh, which is when he runs into Amanda Pete, who's on the side of the road in her convertible that's now you know swimming. Yeah, I remember <laughs> watching. That, I'm like, why is her? Why is her fucking top down? Maybe it's broken. Well, that's why I said that's why I said pre-show, but I'm like, really? Mm. What's going on here? I don't know. Maybe it's just a way to get picked up by John Cusack. Yeah, 
Like, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> you don't want him to hold the radio out, out uh, over his head o- outside your window? Oh. You can say anything else. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm, I will, because we have to keep going with this movie Go while away. you play a game on your phone. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Dicka. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Are you though? Yeah. I told you I'm going purely off of you. Like, I'm letting you do the talking. Yeah, I know, but I'm you like... could at least read the notes and contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I am contributing. <laughs> you didn't even know. I've been playing a, what, 31 minutes. I've been playing a game on my phone for 28 of those 31 minutes. I'm aware. I just mentioned it now. All right. Uh, so the <laughs> actress... <laughs> Demands her own special room in this shitty hotel. Oh, yeah. Slides him a 50. And yeah. then when he sees the fucking inch thick stack of bills in there, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> Give you a good room. Yeah, right? And like, you better fucking slide me six more of these bad boys. You're kidding. Well, I mean, even common sense, even, you know, back in 2003, maybe people were a little more trusting, but like. Yeah, don't flaunt. Yeah, don't. No. I get it. You're a high-paid actress, but you don't have to flaunt that you have he's thousands like, hey, of dollars in your wallet. Right? And he's all, hey, didn't you used to be that? And she's like, fuck. <laughs> yes. Like, nobody wants to hear, hey, didn't you used to be that fucking famous person? <laughs> like, uh, Yes, I was, Dick. At some no, point. I am not anymore. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, boop, boop, boop. I keep losing my place. So there. So Cusack gets uh, rough for the cell phone, and this is when we get to Jenny and what's his face. I don't remember that guy's name, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he's all, just give me your fucking. Give... <laughs> Remind me of Dumb and Dumber. He's all, just give me the goddamn number. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they get Cusack. Pete tells Cusack the road's flooded. Don't go that way. And of course, he goes that way, and the road's flooded. Yeah, because why wouldn't you listen to a female? Right. Who's clearly been in the water and soaking wet and was coming from that direction. Exactly. Like, like, come on now. Guess what? I know what I'm talking about, stupid. Yeah, you stupid idiot. Fucking uh, But then we get to Ginny and what's-his-face, and he stops them from flooding their car, which also, like, you see a giant plateau of water. Why keep barreling through it? Well, and see, that's the, just the thing that kind of made me laugh the whole time because it's like I get the whole someone's telling you oh i just came from that way don't go that way and it's like why well, i just i need like i get the stubbornness of like being like i need to see it for myself yeah and you know it's an emergency and it's like okay if i can make it through this because maybe my car my lincoln town car <laughs> is a a little more you know durable in these conditions than the convertible maybe i could make it and her car couldn't so like basically like, is your car convertible no but, like, my car in the snow handles for shit. You know what doesn't? Your truck. Which was my point. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Enough of that already, <laughs> a-hole. Uh, yeah, but I, I love that he goes up to what's his face, like, s- sticks his head and arm through the door, or the window. Yeah, he's a like, very... I'm having a really bad fucking day. Give me your phone. <laughs> Even if we did have a cell phone, <laughs> wouldn't give it to you. <laughs> we do not know you, sir. Yeah. Ju- but then act- he's a nice guy. Two seconds later, it's like, Jenny, let him get in the car. And we'll, well, the funny thing is, I just picture that being like, Justin, let me use your phone. You're like, no, I just got it. 
<laughs> no, it's my new phone with an OtterBox case. Leave me alone. <laughs> Even if I had a phone that was not this phone, I would not let you use it, sir. Right. Because <laughs> I do not know you in the context of this conversation. And we should all congratulate Justin for jumping into 2019 <laughs> and getting a new phone. My previous phone was from 2012. <laughs> you kept that phone for seven years. No, that couldn't be right. No. I would go... What? No, wait. What was it? It was the seven. I'm going to go with five years. Okay. But max, still, it's a long time. Max five years. Yeah, yeah dude, because I have a hard time going. I just... As long as it works, I'm like an old man. As long as it works, I don't care. You know, my old phone stopped working, so I got a new one. Yeah. Well, no, good for you, man. Like, there's been times I thought about being like, hey, I'm going to... Like, just go back old school, flip phone. Just use it for what I need it for. But then I'm like, then I can't play games on my phone while you talk. I know, and that's really important. It so, is right now. I'm addicted to this game, and I hate it. No, you're just a dick. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not even attacking you. I congratulate you, and here you got to be a fucking well, weeping willow. To, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to rein you back into the show. I'm never left. Okay. You would never even... So cues. <laughs> I'm talking more than I expected to. Me too. <laughs> We're going to pause the show real quick, and I'm going to hand out hands real quick. I'd go for a nice crisp high five. Yeah, right to your face. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda Pete and Cusack and company all get to the hotel, and the manager is a complete a-hole to This Pete, guy... Like, immediately. He's nice to everybody but Amanda Pete. Yeah, Paris. But again, I think going back to this all being personalities of Malcolm, like I mean, it may I get I get what yeah. you're saying with that. It makes sense, but watching it at the yeah, time in I'm, context, it's like, I'm oh, like, you're just good a dick. God, man! Like she's wearing normal clothes. She's not nothing about it makes you think that she hooks. No, nothing. No, and then you're just gonna be like, yeah. uh then go to help um, the couple in the back, right? And mm. then she's like, hi, you know, I'm here. I'd like you to look at me. Mm-hmm. Like, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Very, I, like, I remember back in the day, like, I would think, because everyone, like, for a bit there with the whole nine yards and all that kind of stuff, like, she was a hot actress. Like, yeah. she was doing stuff. Yeah, she, she was in a ton of stuff. She was Saving in, Silverman. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. The fucking <laughs> Diamonds in the Rough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like she was, I remember cause I worked at a gas station and I remember seeing all the magazines and she was on a bunch of the, like the Maxims and like, she was a, a big deal for a little bit, then just dropped off out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I have, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I saw her in something. I'd have to look it up. Look it up. That'd be weird. Yeah. We had some sort of new devices that we could, you <laughs> yeah, know, look know. something up while and we And there should really be a website of some sort of international movie database that, is it, is it international of, or is there internet? I don't know. Is it internets? I think it's internet. I just screwed up. <laughs> she hasn't. The last thing that she was in was Kate Curtis in two thousand nine. No, Jesus. that's what she's known for. Oh Jesus! Never mind. You don't she's even been, know how to read an internet <clears throat> movie I database. Don't. You're right. No, she's been. In, she's. Uh, she's been doing TV. Hmm. She's on a show called Dirty John. Never that's heard of it. Been on since two thousand eighteen. She's. Uh, been on a show called Brockmire. She was on the Romanoffs, t- the uh, Togetherness. I wanted to watch the Romanoffs. Isn't that that Amazon show? I think so. Probably. I don't know. 
The last movie she did was Sleeping with Other People in 2015. So she's fairly active and doing stuff. That's yeah, good. you just I just I haven't heard her name no. at all. Uh, so we get to Melina getting to the courtroom. It's a fairly quick scene. Nothing all that important. Well, that's isn't this where they start talking about how it's like going to be a midnight hearing and they're making the phone calls? Yeah. Like who does a a, a midnight hearing? I hear all sorts of things at midnight. You know, it's just what you do. Well, I think I mean it's the it's the circumstances of the case is that they found this diary that had been suppressed from evidence Mm -hmm. and where it was and how it was suppressed in the first place we don't really know but somehow it didn't make it and it proves pretty concretely that you know malcolm's little cheesed off his cracker but we'll get to that later i love how you are a fucking stickler for your fucking sayings dude cheesed off his cracker do you know what it's from no Forrest Gump. Is it? <laughs> huh. No, I would never guess that. I don't know. It's a great movie, but it's not one that I've watched n- numerous times. Well, I've seen it numerous times. It's just not one that I've watched recently, hmm. and it's not one that I visit often. You know what surprises me? I've been rewatching Simpsons on Disney Plus, and just because. I heard that the. I heard they kind of. Screwed up the aspect ratio. Yeah, and yeah. stuff gets cut out, and. It's better later on. But yeah, especially I heard like it's the, the first, ones. yeah, the first season or two, yeah, it's kind of rough. But my point was, watching <laughs> those old episodes, I realized how many things that I just say that are from The Simpsons, and I didn't even realize it. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, <clears throat> those things are a big part of uh, you as a person. I know. So the fact, but it's just it's so ingrained in my head that's like I'm saying it, and I'm not meaning to quote it, <laughs> but I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. cheesed off your crackers is something that you say quite frequently <laughs> when somebody's crazy. It just works. Uh, then we get into Ray Liotta's entrance as the quote-unquote cop. I like how you spoil it and say quote-unquote. Didn't we do- cover that we're doing spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so sensitive. Or are you sensitive? And good old Jakey Busey, which I just saw him in um, Starship Troopers. Yeah, he was, he was great in that movie. I, he was. I I yeah, I didn't make the connect that he was also in Identity, and then when I started watching it, and I was like, oh, fucking hey, like, Jake I Busey. recognize that guy. <laughs> Most disgusting-ass teeth. Jesus. <laughs> He's a Busey. <laughs> You're a Busey, dude. I like the Buseys, aside no, from they're crazy. Get it? You're a Busey? Get it. Okay, I was just making... <laughs> I didn't think you did. I laid it out there pretty slowly. <laughs> so like yeah, that sloth from Zootopia. Like oh, <laughs> right. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, hello. Hello. Hmm? No, I'm just, I thought you were gonna make a point. Nope, I'm just following along with your notes since you so. <laughs> Jesus, I'm in, I'm I'm engaging pretty well, I think. I appreciate that. I just you know if you want if there's a line that you want to chime in with. Well, no, I'm just like cool. well. See, the thing is, is like with me going, I feel like it's going a lot more smooth with you flowing through your well taken notes, and mm. then I chime in on what you say. Fair enough. Because like if I'm like okay, so yeah, um, fucking Cusack sews up the wife. 
And then Timothy sees Busey, like, you're much better at explaining what you wrote down and why. So that's why I'm... Fair enough. Is that though? No. Have you noticed anything that I've said that doesn't ring a bell to you as mm. far as what? Okay. Because I'm curious, like I said, I watched the extended edition. I don't know how much longer it is. I'll look it up and see what the difference is. Because like I was saying earlier, the um, <clears throat> the regular movie, I believe, is 90 minutes. Right. And I didn't pay attention to how long it was. And the cover's in a folder behind <clears throat> the chair, so it's a right. tougher so, yeah, to get to. 91 minutes for identity. Um, extended. Uh, the extended movie is, in total, 67 seconds longer than the theatrical cut. Oh, Two changes were made. One of the di- one of the differences is about violence, and the other one enhances the story. That's helpful. Way to be <laughs> way to be vague. They're fucking. That's go- That's just straight Google too. That's not even reading an mm. article. That's just Google talking about the movie. Fair enough. I didn't think it was too much of a difference. But like, a minute. Yeah. That's, seven. That's nothing. Um, I'm trying to. Well, though, and that's actually based off of uh, what it says on moviecensorship.com, hmm. which I didn't even know it was a website. So what I'm going to do is, while you talk about that, I'm going to see if I can find what differences there are between the two. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Way to be a dick. Way to be know. sensitive. Stop being so sensitive. You're so sensitive. <laughs> so Leota cups, cuffs, cuffs, Busey to the turlet. <laughs> And <laughs> did you write turlet? No. Okay. I was gonna say if you wrote turlet, I was gonna be pissed. You and fucking. All right. I have before, but I did it this time. Okay. So reading this, James Mangold. Mm-hmm. Okay. So somebody tweeted out saying Mangold, which edition of Identity do you prefer, theatrical or extended? Mm-hmm. And he said, I prefer the extended version as it uh, restored a few trims, mainly violence trim for MPAA. So it might have been a little more violent on what you watch compared to what I watch. Now, next time I have a hankering to watch this movie, which God knows how long that'll be. (laughs) See you next year. (laughs) Yeah, I doubt it. Um, I'll probably try to watch the extended just to see what the difference is. Well, if you're willing to use an actual disc, you can always borrow mine. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uh, I know we talked about doing that to where we would record tomorrow Mm -hmm. instead of today, but there's a shift up at work tomorrow, and so I... I'm just saying, future reference, you can borrow my disc. (laughs) Right in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... After Leota ties or uh, cuffs Busey to the toilet, he then walks up behind Amanda Pete, who's trying to get some chips out of the vending machine, and is just super creepy staring at her. Yeah. And I will give you this to the point of like everyone seems to know she's a hooker without knowing knowing her at all. There's nothing that indicates the fact that she's a hooker at all. There's nothing. It's yeah. not like. It's not like trashy clothes it's and not makeup. Like Julia and shit. Roberts in Pretty Woman, where yeah. she's wearing, you know, ten inch slink, heels, yeah, and slinky, bunch of pleather, super small, yeah, small <laughs> like dress 
skin tight outfits, none of that. It's like she's wearing like basically like a Canadian tuxedo, dude. Like she's basically <laughs> decked out in denim. Yeah. And he's like, but I, you know, I, even after I said that, I started thinking about that scene because perhaps he was just checking her out because she's good looking, which you know, why the hell not? Yeah, because no, it's her it. that eyes him as a cop. Because she sees the car and yeah. asks if she's going to arrest her. So it's kind of a, just a weird exchange and then yeah, puts I it all how, together. I could see it being awkward on that front. But like, mm. he can't arrest her for being a prostitute. He has to catch her in the act. Seem to know a lot about that. So the uh, hotel manager... <laughs> well, you gotta have evidence. Do you, though? The hotel manager hides some pictures in his desk, which is a very another one of those kind of quick nod things to he's hiding stuff and being shifty and there's more to the story than we're being led to believe because it's just some random older dude right like in front of a lake or something and then some random magazines and whatnot that he's shoving into his desk so yeah. no one sees him that, that fucking guy i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. he's got some issues so Busey tries to break free and this is when we see Leota putting back on his jacket, which is essentially just being done so that we see that there's blood and a hole in the back of his in the back of his shirt. Right, which I totally forgot about. And then um Yeah. I totally forgot about that part. Well, it's a very quick blink and you miss it like if you blink at the right time, you'll just see him standing at the door. You won't even see that there's blood on the back of his shirt. Right. And even less that there's a hole in the middle of that blood. <clears throat> yeah, which was kind of cool. I'm glad, you know, not to jump ahead, but I'm glad they kind of show you how that happens. That, well, I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about the structure of this movie is that every time there's some big holy shit reveal, except for maybe the original hotel manager being dead, mm-hmm. they jump back and kind of show you what the hell is going on. Right. Um, so then we get to the actress using the shower curtain to get phone reception in the rain. Dude, she walks a, a bit. Yeah. She went on a hike. Mm-hmm. Like, traversed the entire grounds of the motel. Being right. like, one bar, two bars. Oh, three bars. Holy shit. Well, it's like, <laughs> I have three bars. I can, I can do shit. Like, what, like... Well, cell service isn't what it used to be. No, but no bars is bad bars. Yeah. You know, like... That's what sucks, too, because, like, even if I'm at work and it says I have one bar of LTE, it's like my phone's not working. Yeah. It pisses me off so So she needed more bars. And then all all of a sudden, she turns around because she hears something, and it's classic horror movie, blood all over the shower curtain, and you don't see what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think the only time you really kind of could maybe tell who it is is when... um, Jenny is in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and you see the shadow of the arm. It looks like a very small arm. Oh, does it? It did to me. I mean, I've seen this a million times, so maybe I just you know, yeah, saw it. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It's a tiny arm. Yeah, there's only two of those in this movie. <laughs> well, there you go. It could be any of those three people. Oh, uh, <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> so there's only one tiny person in this movie. You just and- said two. They have two arms. <laughs> you dunce. No. <laughs> that made me really mad. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're very testy today. Tired. Guess so. 
I'm always tired, man. So Cusack investigates the grounds, and this is your favorite part where he gets to the dryers. And he hears the loud noise of the thumping in the dryers. Yeah, I I just thought, I thought it was dumb. I'm sorry. I'm like, who? No. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> I pulled it up because I wanted to see if it was Tiny Arms or not. It looked like it to me. I could be wrong again. I've seen this a lot, so I know what it, the deal is. I'm not going to be able to tell when you shoot a phone. No, not when she dies. When That's who we're talking about. I know. I jumped ahead, fucker. <laughs> okay, fucker. <laughs> when Jenny is in the bathroom and oh. looks out the door is what I said. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> Grouchy ass. Yeah, I'm the grouchy one. So, Cusack hears a thumping in the uh, washers and dryers at the motel. and well, so yeah, Who just goes in and opens up people's laundry? He heard a noise. He's investigating. Someone sorry, put their shoes it, in the it, dryer and he needs to find out who. Yeah, it's not that loud. It's pretty loud. So he starts opening them up one by one, and then he gets to the last one. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the last one ends its cycle. And he opens it, and he sees the actress's clothes, and then he peels them back even more. And I kind of forgot about this. Uh, he finds her head all bloodied and uh, you know, decapitated yeah, from the rest of her body. Yeah, just underneath her clothes. Because it's kind of funny, because you just... You you see a little bit of hair under sticking out from underneath, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, this is going to be a shame. This is going to end badly. And then he finds the room ten key under that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the it was a keys. really nice touch. And then we find out the Busey is gone. So the assumption would be that oh, crazy no. old Busey Busey escaped. <laughs> Who could it be? Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's why I said my. I, I, that's when I stopped taking notes. Was I stopped taking notes about forty-five minutes into the movie? Fair enough. So I did half. Oh, huh. proud of you. <laughs> so, oh, and I, I take it back. She's not wearing all denim. She's wearing just normal. Yeah, I think clothes. it's just a denim jacket. And a... No, she's wearing jeans and a it's fucking jeans. like a red leather jacket. Oh, well, where the yeah, f- okay. Unless people's like your denim in my head <laughs> made me think that she was wearing. Maybe I've seen her in something else where she was wearing a denim jacket. Well, I'm just. I've watched a lot of Amanda Pete stuff. I had a bit of a crush in the olden days after whole nine yards. Well, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I, I could, I get it, but like, I don't know what it was like. And then it kind of made me think. Hey, I wonder, are people? Is there? Like wardrobes change, like the wardrobe changes, and you like don't notice it because it's so like subtle. Maybe could you? No, I'm just saying. Could you imagine if they did that? That would be an interesting little twist on a twist, right? Just very slowly, their clothes start changing, and you're not sure if they are or not. Mm-hmm. But you're the one that said she was in a full-on denim freaking jumpsuit or whatever the fuck you said earlier. I was wrong. <laughs> And that made me think she was wearing a denim jacket. I, I was wrong I take too. responsibility for my miss fucking Something or other. miss knowing what she was wearing. 
the case review begins, but we're waiting for Malcolm because mm-hmm. he's still being transferred. Everybody made it there before him. Right. And the the judge is super pissed because he's having to sit on the case again Yeah. for some random ass evidence, which is pretty damn compelling. But again, we'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah. So fuck your evidence. We just convict here. <laughs> yeah. I already sat on this. I ain't sitting again. You're dead. Wow. That's angry. No, no. So everyone, and now that the actress has been killed, they've gathered everyone into one room to announce this to everybody. Right. And uh, Cusack and Leota go to look for Busey because he's, of course, missing. Yeah. Um, Amanda Pete tries to keep the peace, but then Ginny just kind of freaks out out of nowhere. She loses her shit. Very quickly. Yeah. And abruptly. And so she storms out, and I can't. What is his fucking name? I have it somewhere. I don't know. Probably in a second here. But whose name? The uh, Jenny's husband. Oh yeah, I don't remember what his name is either. But Lou. See, there it is. Huh? I knew I had it. Oh, it's Lou. 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 Oh, Lou. Oh, Louie. So. Lou chases after Jenny, who's freaking out, and manager Larry leaves instead of, you know, taking care of all the people. Well, real quick, to too, isn't it, like, if you kind of think about another weird part of this movie is when, um, when, uh, what's Busey's character's name again? I don't remember. So Busey, when he escapes and he's running away and he's climbing like through ditches and whatever, and he get he goes into a like what looks to be like an either like an abandoned building or do you have a sneeze? Yeah, or do you have some? Yeah, sort? no, there's a sneeze like on deck <laughs> that I'm I'm trying not to fucking shinhei into the mic, uh-huh. but um yeah, that comes up here in just a second. Well, yeah, he's trying to well that that was. Because John Cusack finds him. Yeah. You're just jumping ahead of Scush. Which is strange because you're watching the actual movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because I'm just trying to see if I can see tiny hands. I heard, you know. Yeah. Uh, But manager Larry steals from the actress to be a complete dick. Which we knew was coming because, of course, she flaunted her money right in his face. Mm -hmm. Like an idiot. Right. Uh, And Jenny locks herself in the bathroom because one of her... Let me in the fucking door. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, one of her bitchy friends uh, lied, maybe, and said that he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And she lied to him about being pregnant so that they would get married. Right. And so well, he's trying to get her out of the bathroom, and she's telling him to fuck off. And he won't. Um, And so he's banging on the door like, Jenny, let me in the fucking door. Yeah, he's but he's like going off. It's it's still in a creepy manner. The way oh yeah, he's basically you know pulling a Jack Torrance out there. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Although I've always loved the line of "I'm calm, I'm very fucking calm." Yeah, like (laughs) can't you hear it in my voice? (laughs) I'm so fucking calm calm. right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then he what? And I think this was kind of clever writing in that. So he's pounding on the door just in general trying to get her to open the door. But then the killer comes in and we don't see that. Uh-huh. But we can, if you listen close, you can hear him say something to the effect of, what are you doing here? And then he starts banging on the door again, like, let me in, let me in, let me in. Right. 
I think he might have, you know, should have maybe tried to switch it up a bit and say, hey, there's a killer with a knife out here. Yeah, but he's maybe. panicked. So yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, and then the banging stops. And that's when she calls for Lou and opens the door. And that's when I think you see a tiny arm shadow. But I could be wrong. Have you found tiny arm no, shadow? No, I gave up on it because I don't know at what part it's at. Fair enough. But she closes the door. But then the killer is trying to get into the bathroom as well. Uh-huh. And she's able to close it, lock it, and get out the window to more or less safety. Right. With Amanda Pete and Cusack and company. Yeah, because see, I, ju- I just saw that part. The tiny hands weren't there yet. Hmm. Fair enough. I can't help it. It keeps popping up. Like, I want to stop saying it, but it's happening. <laughs> We're just going to move on. Okay. So Jenny goes out the window, and this is when we get to Busey running away from the motel, but then he somehow makes it back because it's all wacky crazy time. Well, yeah, he gets gets into the building that he runs to just to find out that he's looking out the window and he's looking back at the hotel that he just ran away from. Yeah. That's like, huh? <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck, dude! <laughs> That's just not what I had in mind. You're no. going to have a bad time. It's not at all, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. You're going to have a bad time, okay? Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. So he ends up back at the motel, and this is when is it Leota that sees him or is it Cusack? Cusack. Cusack. Because he's looking out the window, and then Cusack has a gun in his hand, and he's walking up looking there. He's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Summon a fish. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) So Cusack barrels in, catches uh, Busey, Mm -hmm. and then we get to Alice is awake. Yeah. Being the one who... Seeming like she might be, might be all right. Yeah. Maybe she's pulling through after getting her neck stitched up. Yeah. Way to go, good guy Cusack. And I'm trying to remember how... Oh, that's right. Larry is left to guard Busey. And he's very protective of his freezer. And this is when Busey has one of my favorite lines. The, what's in there? What's in there? <laughs> What you got in there? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says it three times? I think so. Oh my God, that's so great. At least twice. And it's... <laughs> what are you doing in there? And then he's like, I got secrets too. What you got going on in there? <laughs> got, got some up in there? It's in there. What you got going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So Cusack starts taking pictures of the crime scene, and this is when we get the reveal that he used to be a cop. I'm a goddamn cop. He's a cap. <laughs> Did you know he was a cap? I'm married to the job. I'm married <laughs> to the force. Hmm. And he liked force. Oh my god. <laughs> and we get the Amanda Pete shows up and is like, hey what the fuck are you doing taking pictures of everything? Mm-hmm. And he reveals that he used to be a cop and that That's a goddamn good cop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he was a cap? I'm a goddamn cap. <laughs> uh, he was tasked with talking this woman down from a ledge. And she was you, like... I step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> so glad you're contributing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm contributing quite a bit of content. 
Good or bad, it's content. Uh, he was talking to someone off the ledge who had, like, she was addicted to drugs or something, and she was... Addicted she had... to goddamn drugs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, she let me died. Go, let me find my nearest ledge. <laughs> she asked if there was anything worth living for, and he hesitated in his response. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> and she saw that and said, well, fuck you then, and then died. Mm-hmm. And... We then see, let's see, I'm trying to remember where the nine key was. Oh, it was with um, Lou. So, Cusack's taking pictures of Lou all bloodied up against the wall, and he notices the nine key. Mm -hmm. And then we get back to Busey. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the most (laughs) brutal death of the movie has an entire. Which mm -hmm. is really fucked up if you think about. I mean, he was tied up, so it's it. I guess it wouldn't be overly hard. No, but I but mean, it's still not easy. Tiny arms. <laughs> I mean, yeah. In context, I didn't even really think about. Yeah, tiny arms would have had to. Have done Spoiler alert! You yeah. find out that the killer identity is Timmy. Oh uh, wow! Just my head a bit. <laughs> I well, I'm just saying, like. I think the only reason why, I mean, if they haven't picked up from tiny arms yet, <laughs> but it's like... Plus, we're in the spoiler section of the movie where we're literally breaking down every scene. So if you right. want to see it without spoilers, go see it and then come listen. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, little Timmy. Yeah. Well, Timmy. Well, Timmy. Well, Timmy. head and he just, sho- <laughs> <laughs> just shoves... A, he shoves it down his throat. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I was doing. <laughs> What's it though? <laughs> no, I was not making that gesture. Skit, skit, skit. <laughs> you fucking asshole. No, but like a it, ch- it is a difficult task. Like even for a grown is, ass how man, old is that would be between hard. Between seven and ten. Yeah, I was gonna go with ten. He's no, got. He's no got ten year old's gonna hold my head back. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm trying to move past it. Let's just go on. No, I'm just saying. But if he's you're tied, tied up, up. You're tied up. I'll yeah. fucking headbutt somebody. I fucking throw it back. You're not going to shove a baseball bat down my throat, 10-year-old boy. Well, let's tie up and let's see what happens. I'll fucking sock you right in the mouth. I don't own a baseball bat, though. Got a golf club. Could do that. Why do you have a golf club? It's a long story. I <laughs> can't wait to hear it. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, know. so uh, Bear, uh, Busey ends up taking the baseball bat to the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, find the eight key. Mm-hmm. It's not Larry's keys. Uh, stole from the actress's keys, and then they find that there's a dude in the freezer. Yeah. This... Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know trying. why you did that. <laughs> I know exactly why you did that in your dick face. <laughs> Why? You're saying I'm not contributing. I appreciate it. Two-thirds through the movie. I, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop talking. We'll see how fucking well that goes. Okay. So, yeah, they find Busey with the, the bat in his throat, and he has the eight key. And Larry was supposed to be watching him, so Cusack and Leota <laughs> were like, hey, what the... <laughs> That's two. Thankfully, I've got a large That's their phone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that actually worked. I did not. All right. So f- for those that everybody that can't see. So mm-hmm. uh, 
I sit across from Justin. I told him I wasn't going to talk anymore. So I creepily stared at him until he cracked. And then he was trying to cover my face, face with his new gigantic phone. <laughs> misses. And like I moved to the right. And he moves the phone with it, bumps it into the mic. <laughs> then I do it again, and then he does it again. Well, it's hard to gauge. Yeah. I can't see through the fucking block thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. You look so funny. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so then Larry so tries dis- to get away. Yeah. Well, they discover that the dude in the freezer was the old manager. Oh, okay. That's right. And that when Larry just kind of happened, like he lost big in Vegas, and we happened upon this hotel, motel, I don't really know what the difference is. Um, He found him dead already. And instead of, you know, calling the police or doing any logical thing, he went, well, I'll just stick him in the fucking freezer and hope that maybe some family will come by and try and claim his body, which never happens. That's Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. What's that noise? Oh, it's your cord. Sounds like my cat. <laughs> yeah. Slowly distancing <laughs> itself from me every time I come over. Now it's just like <laughs> not around anymore. I talk to him when you're not here. He knows. <laughs> Poor cat. Yeah. Uh, so Larry tries to get away and does so in a truck, <laughs> which goes horribly wrong. Because nobody can drive in this movie. Not at all. Especially in the rain, which is still dumping down. And so he unearths this truck and is speeding the hell out of there, like, through people. Right. He's, fuck it. Viral. I've killed one person. Why not two? Yep. And so we see little Timmy essentially standing in the middle of the way of this truck. And George, a.k.a. John C. McGinley, or Dr. Cox... Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox is like, hey, Timmy, get out of the fucking road. And he goes to try and save him, and in doing so, gets rammed he gets by the truck. fucking, yes. Like, launched and pinned between something in oh, this truck. Oh, that would be the... Oh. Oh. Could, like Halloween 3 style? Oh. I was even thinking Halloween 2 with Ben Tramer getting pinned up between the fucking I haven't plane. watched Halloween 2 in a long time. I Same don't thing happens when mm. Dr. Loomis is chasing the Myers lookalike. It turns out to be Ben Tramer with the yellow hair. Mm. And then he's crossing the street and he keeps looking back like, why is this crazy old man chasing <laughs> me? And then, boom, pins him right between the police car and the side of a van. Ouch. Which then immediately bursts in the flames because in the 80s, every cars car that blew hit another up on car. Co- yeah, they blew up on contact. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, no, like... How did we survive? Goddamn tough. Built Ford tough. Mm. So, we go back to the hearing and Malcolm's diary clearly portrays all the different personalities because we have different handwriting and different styles of speech. Essentially, the telltale signs that different people would have been writing in this diary. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the different personalities. Then, then we get Larry tied up. And this is when he tells the story about the manager. Um, so everyone's staying in the same room again. Except now it's substantially less. Because most of them are dead by now. There's like what? Four or five of them left. Yeah. And uh, Timmy goes to see his mom. And then she mysteriously is dead. 
Yep, she's just laying there lifeless. And we assume that, oh, she died from her injuries, but then Cusack, I think? Mm-hmm. Or, no, it was Leota. Pretty sure it was Leota. Anyway, one of them finds the six key under uh, Alice's pill- pillow. <clears throat> Sorry. No. And then like, well, we've had eight, up to eight, and this one's six, so we're seven. They right. go out to George, and that's where they find seven. Yeah, and George is uh truck, right? Yeah, Dr. Cox. Okay. So, Cusack's like, okay, everyone get the fuck out of Dodge. Tim and Jenny and Amanda Pete are supposed to all leave until the morning. Right, but then obviously just... it can't be any of them that are the killers. Of course. But Amanda Pete stand, stays behind for two seconds. In the meantime, Timmy and Jenny supposedly get to the car, which then erupts into flames. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, like there was a bomb in the car and it exploded. Yeah. 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 But then they race to the car. Nobody's, nobody's in the there. car. Nope. And then they go back and George is missing. Mm-hmm. And Alice is missing. And everyone who has been killed, even Busey, the bat is leaning leaning up up against the pole on the the chair chair with no blood on it. It's leaning up against the chair. Like, it's sitting... I thought it was on the chair against the... Like, it's the back of the chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, but you're talking about a pole and there's no pole. Isn't he tied to... I don't know. Anyway. Well, he's tied to the chair. I thought there was a pole. It's next to a pole. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I thought the chair was attached to the pole or he was like wrapped around both like he was sitting on the chair but the ropes were t- anyway it was on the chair <laughs> semantics um so this is when we find out that everyone's connected and they start f- trying to figure out because earlier before um Ginny runs off to the car mm-hmm She's like, you know, maybe there's a reason we're all being targeted and this random, like, thrown in the Indian burial ground kind of twist of like, oh, maybe something creepy supernatural is going on here. Right. Which, thankfully, is never picked up or dealt with again. And it really probably shouldn't have even been there. But I guess maybe it's like a red herring kind of thing. Potentially. That's just never really talked about at all. Seems to happen a lot with movies. Mm-hmm. Does. Mm-hmm. really does. I can't win with you. <laughs> I, I try, you bitch. I don't try, you bitch. <laughs> what do you want from me? Just love and support. Just love and support. I can't handle my love and support. <laughs> um, so, they are all connected. Mm-hmm. How so? Well, Brandon, almost called you Andrew... <laughs> I will fucking hit you, no offense, Andrew. The, uh, they f- discover that they all have the same birthday, which is May 10th. Which is my wife's birthday as well. Hmm. Mm. I'd watch out. Is she real? Am I real? Is any of this real? Is she the real killer? We don't know. I do. Do you need to stay here tonight? I might. Okay. This couch folds out. Well, no, I'm good. It's not very comfortable, but it folds out. It doesn't look like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they all share the same birthday. And this is the part, the next part here is the one that confuses me. Okay. 
because the light lightning hits the hotel, which I thought was kind of an ominous, like really lightning struck a hotel. What are the odds that they all have the same birthday? Then what are the odds that lightning would strike a hotel? Yeah, it's, it, it's almost a little on the nose there. It's like ooh, but then like it said that all the names are states. Mm-hmm. No, they're not all named after states. Jenny's name is not after a state. Lou is not a state. Paris is a fucking city. <laughs> um, George, Georgia, maybe? No, but it was between their first names and their last names. So, like, I think I'd have to go through all the names. But Which I can do. Some of them were, like, York and Dakota. And well, okay. I think Paris's last name was something else too so between the first names and it was a bit of a stretch for some of them but yeah cause um so like Ed was Ed Dakota I'm pretty sure you have Ed then you have Rhodes then you have Paris you have Larry Dr. Malik Ginny you have George York yeah so a lot of them it was their last names that were Lou, the, Robert, the states. Uh, so Jake Busey's name was Robert Maine. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca De Mornay was uh, Caroline Suzanne. Which Caroline was Carolina. Right. North or South. Mm-hmm. Timmy York. Detective Aroli. Yeah. But no, and that's the thing is it's not telling last names. Like you don't know what Rhodes' first name is or what Ed's last name is. But Rhodes would be. Rhode Island. Right. What's Larry's last name then? You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember. That's what I mean. Like, uh, um, but they do say it in the movie uh, for which one, like, which part of their name is supposedly the state. Mm -hmm. And that's when Cusack starts muttering the when I was going up the stairs limerick. Mm -hmm. And then we get the reveal full on that. Uh, Malcolm is, in fact, all of these personalities. Right. So, John Cusack is Ed Dakota. Ray mm-hmm. Liotta is Samuel Rhodes. Which is Rhode Island. Amanda Pete is Paris, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. I'm playing along, fucker. God. <laughs> uh, Larry's last name is Washington. That's right. Ginny uh, is Ginny, Virginia. Oh, my God. Lou is, his last name is Isiana. what um alice york george york timmy york robert main malcolm rivers yeah that was the rest of them but yeah okay so that makes sense because i'm like okay some of them but you don't know all the names yeah but he does go through a lot of because he had because um larry has photocopies of all their licenses because they checked into the hotel. Right. So Cusack is going through all of those photocopies mm-hmm. and seeing all of their names and seeing that they're all named after states. Yeah. And this is also tying into the point where Melina is confronting Malcolm with the fact that all of these different people are actually personalities in his head. Yeah. Because we get back to the courtroom and it's Cusack in the chair Yeah, that Malcolm's been in and he slowly freaks out and Melina shows Malcolm his face and he freaks out. Which is fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, That was a cool scene. Yeah. Like, where's my face? What have you done to my face? 
and he's slowly telling you know what happened at the hotel mm-hmm. as Ed, but it's Malcolm. Yeah. Breathing. So do do do. Yeah. So Malcolm Malcolm's identities are being forced to meet each other in kind of this really bizarre confrontation. Yeah, because like I'm I'm just sit, I'm like I'm kind of picturing you know him sitting there and he's kind of fighting it and all that kind of stuff. It's really kind of awkward to watch. Mm-hmm. It's unsettling, which I think adds to why I enjoy it is because it it seems like you prefer things being unsettling. Yeah, well, that's why we do a horror podcast. I mean, it's not like we're watching warm, fuzzy Disney movies. Like, they're they're creepy movies, and this is what makes this movie... Don't make it sound like you're not going to watch some warm Disney thing after we leave here. Oh, I will, but I'm not doing a podcast on it. You would if you could. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, Well, I mean, I would probably do, like, a Star Wars-based one if I was to do something non-horror related, Mm -hmm. so I get it. If I knew more about Star Wars, I'd do that. <laughs> Catch our other show that we do together. It's the exact same thing, but we talk about Star Wars. <laughs> There's only 12 episodes. It's called Galaxy and Gore. Oh. <laughs> Could you talk about all the times people die in Star Wars? Getting cut in half, coming back with metal legs. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one guy, though. <laughs> uh, so, Cusack is kind of wandering around and he goes to the police car and see that it's been hot wired there's no fucking radio it doesn't even show the if there's a radio or not it just shows yeah. you the hot wire yeah which in and of itself is why leota didn't want anyone else in the radio because <laughs> obviously he'd go hey what the fuck hey what the hell man what the french toast so we then get the super cool flashback of leota being a convict as well who burrowed a hole in the back seat of this car with a shiv mm-hmm. and ends up stabbing the real cop who was driving. Yeah, through the back. Yeah, through the back, which is where the blood and the hole in the shirt came from on the toad on the bump on the log mm-hmm. in the bottom of the seat. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so he took the cop's clothes and the cop is in the trunk, which we then see the cop dead in the trunk. Yeah. Which really just sucks because it's like you're just doing your goddamn job. You get fucking took knifed. In, you get knifed. <laughs> took a jab. They get knifed in the back. <laughs> when he's kind of working at it too, like he's kind of like scraping yeah. at the back, unscrewing shit, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it was a process. Yeah, it definitely was. And then he's like, "Here, how about I fucking lean back and get my fucking leg into it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't just like like with his arm like no he it was a straight wrench back kangaroo style yeah he sparta kicked it right <laughs> into his back just Grr. gotta make sure it works yeah if you're gonna do it you gotta commit i guess yeah you don't want just like hey well, stop it the, the funny thing that and i'll actually i'll bring this funny thing up after we talk about it never mind cool story i was gonna pull well i was gonna <laughs> talk about a parallel but there's no reason to jump into it now fair enough so I know I said it again. We're moving on. I didn't. I, <laughs> I saw your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even move my eyes. <sighs> so Larry knocks out Ray, kind of, briefly. And Ray ends up shooting Larry. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Try and knock me out, dick. Yeah, he, boom, did, boom, yeah boom. he basically is like, ugh. And then you just kind of lays there for a second and then rolls over and shoots him in the chest. Yeah. 
So nice try, fuckface. <laughs> so now Larry's out of the picture. Yeah. And like I said, we've now gotten to the point where we know that all of these different people are identities that mm-hmm. Malcolm has. And we're trying to flesh out who the real killer is because technically we still don't know out of all of these people who's the one who's been killing everybody. Right. And the assumption now, since Leota is a murderer as well yeah you assume him yeah you assume it's him i i i honestly i thought it was john i i remembering back i thought it was john cusack that would been that would have been a good twist but i like the actual twist better yeah i do too good nobody i mean you don't expect it yeah well i mean he's just yeah we'll get to it so amanda pete runs and hides and ray finds ed cusack and then we get the Cusack Leo to shoot out where they both just like simultaneously die. <laughs> Which watching it last night I was like, okay. Like Oh uh, no, you uh and then they're you, like, uh, 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 Yeah. I'm gonna like, get you super dead. I'm like Yeah. <laughs> that's how we're gonna do that shootout, huh? Like shoot each other in the stomach. <laughs> Two or three times. In stomach. Ow. Stomach. Uh, but yeah, hey that fucking shootout it's too much for me I don't know but uh, Cusack isn't quite dead yet Amanda Pete rushes to his aid and this was another thing that I kind of had a bit of an ish with because the dialogue is sort of leading in to her getting to a point where she says what did you see mm-hmm. which how does she know that he saw or did any of these things but fine I'll live with it and his last lines are, I saw you standing in an orange grove. Or must have saw been, you in Must an have been a grove. callback to like a, a previous conversation or something. It has to be. It's what it sounded like, but I don't think it... But also, this isn't the first time that that happened, though, where something's been said and it's like, you shouldn't know that. Yeah. You know, like, Which I suppose would be a tell for the fact that it's all coming from the same person. Yeah. So maybe they're... kind of where I would have went with it. Yeah. Giving it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's kind of where I ended up landing with it. It's just kind of clunky dialogue it is. to get to her saying, what did you see? So that he could then say, I saw you in an orange grove. Right. Which is a great line, but meh. Meh, meh. <laughs> so, and then we also see... So Pete leaves the motel in the truck that killed uh, McGinley. Yeah, which is in pristine condition well since none of it actually happened fair enough you know it doesn't really matter that's true and we go back to malcolm Mm -hmm. who is repeating the lines that we last heard pete and cusack say and he kind of does a feminine-ish voice of what did you see and then we get the cusack line of i saw you in an orange grove grove. yeah um florida (laughs) florida Florida. That's why I don't go to the dentist. Florida. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just sneak one more dad joke in before we're almost done here. Come on now. You're only gonna get one more of these uh, for two weeks. Come on. I so, didn't even do that. I wasn't even going to say anything. I just said, hmm. <laughs> so Malcolm is officially deemed uh, crazy, right. obviously. 
and is being transferred to a state hospital where he can be treated. Yeah. And then we get to see Amanda Pete in her orange grove tending her oranges with one of those things. I couldn't think of what they were called. The three-prong like rake things. Kind of thing. Yeah. Hand rake. Mm-hmm. And... Which is kind of silly. Yeah. She's She went up to a tree and did it. <laughs> not like she went up to the side of her house, or it's not like she went up into, like, a flower bed. Yeah. She went up to a tree by the root, nothing there, just started clawing at the ground. Yeah. And then... Um, she finds the one key. Yeah, I was gonna give you, let you do the dun, reveal, dun, dun. magnifico. It, it and it was a really cool reveal because you're like, oh, okay, so he's going to be Amanda Pete the rest of his days, and going to live out this dream that that personality had of tending the orange grove, mm-hmm. and then she starts hand raking the dirt, which I understand makes no sense, but it's fine. And, well, and she, that just clicked to me just now. Like I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. Yeah. And she unearths this one key, and then you hear the slamming of a handle to a hand. Mm-hmm. And Pete looks up, and we see the reveal of Timmy. Little Timmy. Little Timmy. Yeah. With just, one of the best lines of the movie, whores don't get a second chance. And then just fucking claws her with it. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it is a fucked up. Like just whores, yeah. When I was like, "Wow, yeah, this kid is little." <laughs> um, and then we cut to uh, Malcolm in the back of this car being transported. Yeah, he's in a he's in a transport van. Yeah, and he's kind of talking. And yeah, murmuring going in to and himself. And Molina is trying to talk to him. The dumbest part of that thing is when he slides the cage open to be like, "What you what? Huh? <laughs> you okay?" So well, and at this point, they believe that the killer identity it, is gone. Right. I still wouldn't trust Which is that. why he was hospitalized in the first place instead of being, you know, electrocuted. Right. The, the whole thing was, okay, all of these personalities have faced each other, killed each other, and the only one remaining, they think, is Amanda Pete. Right. And we get the flashback, once we get the reveal of Timmy... They go through, which I think is kind of nice, and show how he was able to kill everybody, including luring his mom to the window and making her back off just as the car was coming by. Like, that was planned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they start, yeah, they start showing it, and then they show him, push his dad. They lure, he lured uh, Cox, like, somehow the angles were just right so that he wasn't in the way of the truck. Yeah. But he got McGinley in the way of the truck. And the creepy smile when he saw his mom get hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't, I never really thought about that before. Like, if, if you think about this movie almost being like a visual treatment of how they're trying to get Malcolm down, like dialed down to one personality. And it's almost mm-hmm. like a battle royale to see who survives and who he'll yeah. be. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, this movie definitely benefits from multiple watches. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with, again, the classic, when I was walking up the stairs, I saw a man who wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. Right, and even with that, though, because, like, the way the movie ended for me was when that happens and then the van 
squirrels off the road and just mm-hmm. sits there. And yeah. so like I don't I didn't remember the the wordings after yeah. that. So Yeah, after the van screeches to a halt, they chime in with the words again. Okay. Cool, cool. Credits. Boom, end scene. Scorecard time. Are we ready to dive into it? I think so. Best kill or scare for me was George gets tracked. Okay. It's, it's brutal. And it's one of the only ones that you see because a lot of them are off camera. And so you get the aftermath of, you know, head in a dryer. And Right. If I'm going to go with a kill, it's going to be a baseball bat in the throat. Mm. That's fucking just, it's it's gnarly. But I didn't go with a kill. Ah. I don't necessarily call it a scare. So this one, like we have a special category for this one. But I, I picked a best kill or best scare, sorry. And my favorite, it's more of a realize, the revelation of when all the bodies are disappeared and they mm. start going back. Like I thought that that was probably my favorite part when they're like, yeah. Oh my God, they go to the next one. The room's like the body's gone. The body's gone. Uh, that was my, my favorite. And it is kind of scary. Like if you think about watching all yeah. these dead people there and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, they're gone. They're gone. Oh. And with no trace, like the baseball bat, like there's no blood anywhere. It's like it never happened. Exactly. Aside from the baseball bats there. Who's your most wanted to live? Uh, most wanted to live was Amanda Pete. I put Paris as well. First, yeah. it was Timmy, and then I remembered at the end of the movie, I'm <laughs> Why like... Why, it's not Timmy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had Paris, too. She's just, I mean, she's the sweet, innocent one at the end of the day. It's like, she's, yeah, she's everyone craps on her the whole movie, and it's just like... Yeah, she's basically, yeah, she is the hooker with a heart of gold, yeah. who doesn't deserve what happened to her. Yeah. Get raked to the face. Yeah. Most wanted to die was Larry. I had Larry, but then I was kind of going back and forth between Larry and Rhodes. Mm. Because towards the end, when they were trying to kind of paint the, the narrative that Rhodes was the killer personality, yeah, it kind of ramped up a little bit. And I'm like, I could see I could see a world where I would pick that. Mine is more in defense of Amanda because he's just such a pecker. He really is. That's and... why I had, I had Larry, then I added Rhodes. Mm. Grossest moment, baseball bat down the throat. Because really, most of them are pretty tame compared to a lot of the other shit that we watch. Yeah. But a baseball bat down the throat, and you see it. Like, you don't see stick, it happen, but you, you stick, see it sticking out yep. of his mouth. Like, that's brutal. Right. Mine uh, is finding the head in... The dryer. The dryer. Like, when you open it up, you move the clothes, and it's just... Yeah. And it was pretty, like, all bloody and shit. Yeah, it, w- it was probably yeah. the most graphic part of that. Fair enough. With her, is the one you see the most blood... Really, the only blood. Well, I mean, you see it with Lou, Easyana, <laughs> <laughs> when he's laying on the ground, or yeah. laying in the corner. He's all bloody, but yeah, that's really it. Shot. Yeah, and a little bit in the shootout, kind of, but not maybe much. The, yeah, maybe on the shirt and stuff. But like yeah. that was like the most blood seemed to be with her with that, and then yeah. like the slash on the mm. on the curtain. Psycho esque. Uh, dumbest moment for me was when Jenny left. Like when she just freaked out and ran. It's like, you're all safe and fine. Uh-huh. There's always that person or reason they have to leave the room that they're all safe in. And this one just happened to be Jenny freaking out for no reason. Yeah, I could see that. I had two. I put Paris's freakouts. Similar thing. Yeah. She had a few freakouts. But then, I'm going to say I think that what trumps that, I think, is the Ed Rhodes shootout. 
<laughs> like I like it's not dumb, but just the way that this like the thought behind it is not dumb, but the way that it kind of played out. A little like, anticlimactic. Yeah, like all like shooting each other in the stomach and they're just kind of stumbling towards each other and still firing mm-hmm. and it's like, okay. <laughs> I get it. For our special category for this film, mm-hmm. you picked best personality. Yep. Let's hear it. I ended up going with uh, Cusack. Same here. I picked Ed. Mostly because his had the most depth. Yeah, he's very, yeah, I was going to I was going to go along the lines of complexity with him as well. Yeah. Cuz there was always it always seemed like there no matter what was going on, there's always just a little bit more below beneath the surface of what you actually got. Yeah, and he got more screen time and you you know, you, you got Cusack, to hmm? says fucking John Cusack, of course, you know. Yeah. You, it was very closely going to be Amanda Pete, but I didn't want to feel like I was playing favorites. At the yeah, you were just, you don't want to run in the fucking gauntlet on yeah, your scorecard. Yeah, being there. everything. Yeah. So. Being everything to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch whole nine yards when I kick you out. Uh, I'm going to go home watching Saving Silverman. That's it. That's that is it? the whole scorecard. That is not bad. We we went an hour 35. I was worried we were going a little long, but. I'll I thought, a, and I thought I'll that we were going to go short on it, honestly. And I'm glad, I glad that I'm glad that we got. Well, when I mean this, it's a fairly complex movie, and there's a lot of moving parts, especially like I said at the beginning. Like I had trouble keeping up with notes because it was like, oh, then we cut to this, and then it's this. Like I tried to pick out the. Well, you, I, I really stuff. feel like this this movie here might be your best breakdown. Thank you. Of anyone that we've done or covered. Well, I, I mean, there's so many more things that are, I feel, essential. Mm-hmm. And it, this is one of my favorites. I've loved this movie since I saw it back in 03. Right. And it's one that I try and go back to as often as I can. Because, I mean, I just I think the, the structure of it is really good. And the payoff is really nice. And everything just flows like there's no way watching it you could pick out that it was Timmy. No, there wasn't because they did, you don't see his crazy facial expressions until they show you what actually happened. Yeah, and they have the body disappearing thing happen right as he is supposedly dead, so you don't see Jenny's body either. Right. You know, if you had seen Jenny but not him, that's an obvious oh, you know, and yeah. then they show you everyone else is missing right after that, mm-hmm. and so it just builds on the oh shit, like it can everybody's be everybody's gone. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's a very good hide for what in another movie could have been like, oh, she's dead. Where's Timmy? Mm, Timmy, Uh-oh. did he Back survive? Tim Tom. <laughs> Alrighty. That's it? That's it. So, do you want to do all the plugs, or you want to show us what your next movie's going to so, be? So, our next movie, this episode will drop today, Monday the 25th. Obviously, we're not recording it this day, but sure. this movie, uh, this episode drops the 25th. Our next episode doesn't drop until December 9th, which is the Christmas month. So, my next movie is going to be a... I want to make sure I say the fucking title right, because it's like, I keep saying it. Like, one day it's like, oh, this is the name of it. Then the next day it's something completely different. Um, I believe it's a Christmas horror story. Hmm. Um, For you... I don't know. I know you said you hadn't seen it. Right. I've seen it a few times. Um, it's essentially a 
trick-or-treat anthology style movie yeah um i kind of think it is so like just a quick thing about it it said not even santa claus is safe from the evil that descends on bailey downs a small town is suddenly plagued with malevolent spirits zombie elves and krampus the anti-santa claus and so yeah it is anthology based um I'm not going to tell you anything about it, who's in right. it, nothing. So I'll let we'll the, get to I'll that let the surprises. Episode. Well, no, like for when you watch it, we talk about it even before we record it. You'll be like, oh. It's that person. I didn't see that one coming. Good. And so, and yeah. And for those that want to watch it before the episode, it's on Shudder? Um, uh, yeah, it's on Shudder. Okay. Um, at least it's on Shudder. Yeah. Um, I think I watched it on Netflix a couple years ago. I don't think it was on Netflix last year. It might be on Netflix now. Um, it's, it's out there. You can find it. Um, I've toyed with buying it. I just haven't. Fair enough. But yeah, we will be covering a Christmas horror story. Boom. And until then you can find us on Facebook, which has been kind of popping lately, which is awesome. Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, pod and gore podcast. Um, we also have a group page where we can do stuff in there. We just, it's kind of the same thing as the page itself. And so, until we have more than like eight people in there, there's not really a whole lot we can do with it. But the more people that join, the more we can start adding stuff, and you guys Fig- can talk amongst e- yourselves. And right. Figure s- things out. Figure out how to do watch parties. We can do all sorts of stuff once yeah. we get in there. Start up forums and talk shit and whatever. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod, and email us at podandgore at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.